Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of the In Wheel Time car show that airs live every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central. Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of the In Wheel Time car show that airs live every Saturday, 9.30 a.m. to noon Central. From the 10th annual Lone Star Throwdown in Conroe, Texas, this is the award-winning All Things Automotive Car Talk Show in Wheel Time. Just ahead, a review of our new car of the week, the 2021 GMC Sierra 2500 Denali. The cruising calendar, this week in auto history, and some of the stories making automotive news headlines. That and more just ahead on today's In Wheel Time Car Show for Saturday, February 27th, 2021. Howdy along with Mike out of this world, Mars, King Conrad DeLong, Jeff Zekin, and David Ainsley, our chief engineer. I'm Don Armstrong. So glad you could join us today. And in our remote studio out here at the Montgomery County Fairgrounds, the home of the 10th annual Lone Star Throwdown, Mr. Lonnie Ford, and it's uh, good to have you with us. Thanks for staying with Glad us. Glad to this. be here. Yeah, yeah. It, it's great to have you with us uh, for the entire show. Yeah, I usually don't get to do, do this, so this is uh, this is really fun to get to do it. Here, here comes one of my f- all-time favorites. We love it. Love, is, love. Is a love that. <laughs> we love it, man. It's is a real early K5. Yeah, that, 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 that is the bomb. That, because there's no door frames on that. The now, and does it really have a 396 in it? Or it did you could. just put, put the sticker on there? No, it could. Wow. I, I was not. So was it what, a 67, 8, uh, 67? 70, 71. That body style, 71, 72-ish. I, I, I don't know. I, I can't tell. But uh, the top is gone. Which is a rarity because that taking that top off is a real pain and it's yeah. real heavy. Oh, and putting it back on without without it leaking is pretty difficult as well. Yeah, uh, but at least it, it, you know it was a, a one of a kind, a, a first actually for General Motors. The when K5 it came to that. Blazer yeah. like that. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And and they did that in uh, uh, in an attempt to chase the Bronco, but you got to remember back then the Bronco was, was still a, the small a, truck. A little bitty, yeah, um, little bitty thing. Bronco and uh, International Scout. Were, uh, were the small SUVs of the day. And, you know, we, we, we dismissed the International Scout back in the day. But now, if you can find one, how popular are they? Yeah. We'd love to have one of those. And but expensive. And expensive say, and because expensive. they're all rusted out if they're yeah. still available. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and the guys that have put all that time and money getting rid of the rust and restoring the thing. Ain't going to let it go cheap. Heck no. I wouldn't yeah. either. Kind of goes along with that Bronco that was kind of in those same years. It's real popular. The early Broncos. Expensive. Yeah. Yes. So, and, and there's mo- a huge following, huge following for the early Broncos. Oh, yeah. And, and I guess what most people don't really understand is back in the day, rust was a huge, huge issue. And uh, not only just in those, but in every car. I remember the original 240Z. Oh, my God. You couldn't keep the rust away from them. And we're talking about Houston, Texas cars. And it wasn't until, like, the mid-'80s where they started using a lot of galvanized steel on vehicles. So that's part of the problem. You know, you think about an an original Scout or an original Bronco – you left the roof off of it most of the time, and if it rained, it rained, and you drilled holes in the floor to let the water drain out. And that's, you know, gen- <laughs> until it rusted, and then you just kind of let the rust holes work. Yes, I have a friend of mine, well, uh, Mike, uh, the, the pilot that I work with. Uh, he's got his dad's Nissan B2000. Yeah, something like that. 
Right. Oh, my. It's never left Houston, Texas. And it's got rust holes all across the top of the fenders, just the way that it was. And they probably make replacement parts for it. Somebody does. I'm sure that they do, but still, I mean, what a shame. Today you wouldn't find that. Matter of fact, it would put a manufacturer out of business if that were a problem oh, today. Well, it, it didn't affect uh, Chevrolet when you look at all those trucks and uh, vans that the white paint just peels off of them. Yeah. You know, it gives you, it gives you an opportunity to buy one cheap and make a hot rod out of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all I can think of is comes to mind is the uh, the Chevy van with all of the paint problems that they oh, yeah. had with it well, look from at the factory. Yeah, look at mine. You know, three, four years later, and the paint's peeling off of it. Oh, so I, I see that we've you found a guest. Jeff, is, is this the pink truck? No, nope, nope, nope. This Tell is. Tell what it is. Tell them what you want. Sammy Joe Andrew. Okay. And she's out here with her truck. It's an '86. Yes, sir. Dropped square box and that's as far as i'm going to go and i'm going to let her tell you about it well tell us about your truck it's an 86 step side square body it's on air body drops oh cool now do you did, did you bring this knowledge to the truck or how i mean how did that work for you my husband um we've been doing this for wow this is 10 years Okay. Um, this was our first show, LST 2012. Were you into cars and trucks before you met your husband? I was. So you my were. mom was a wrench turner and liked anything fast and loud. But I was a muscle truck girl. He's a mini truck guy. Gotcha. So 90s, he's got a two-door Pathfinder that we're building. Oh, we wow. We came 10 years ago in his 04 Silverado bags. So and I w- fell in love with the show scene. So what did? Wh- how did you, you know, when you were 5, 10 years old, how did you get looking at trucks and go, you know, when I get old enough to have a truck, that's what I'm going to have? I actually want a Chevelle. So that's been my dream car since I was five. Um, <laughs> but my father-in-law had an 86 square body that I wanted something bagged. I have a laundry list. So everybody has a bucket list. Sure. I have a bucket list of cars. Yeah. So my husband does too. Um, but so you're knowledgeable about this. He's taught me everything. I went to school to be a lawyer. So didn't become a lawyer, but... Um, so what do you do for a living? Uh, behavior specialist. Okay. So I work with, with at-risk kids. Okay. Trying to teach them not to be jerks. So, <laughs> to be so at-risk. Yes, and teach their parents, too. See, so what do, you have a, what do you have a degree in? Uh, my bachelor's is criminal justice psychology, and I am a special ed teacher. So okay. I'm certified in that, too. Well, thanks for that. That's uh, <laughs> yes, yes, pretty honorable task as a special ed teacher. We know uh, teacher period, and then yeah. you go a step further. Yeah, I have a yeah. daughter that uh, is a counseling psychology degree, yes. so similar to what you it's have. Yeah. This is my release. This is my escape. This yeah. is this is when you get to unplug from everything and enjoy cool stuff. Yeah. Now, do you get out there and uh, wrench on the cars too? I do. Everything we've done besides the interior and the little bit of paint I've done. Um, we did the LS swap together. We bagged it together. He welds. I'm a parts girl and hold stuff. And why do we do this? So everything I wanted to know why we were doing what we were doing. Well, I mean, that's how I got going. I watched my dad do all that stuff. And so I asked all the questions. And I just found it fascinating. And I love doing the work and turning the wrenches and then holding the flashlight or hold this part or hold that up there to whatever. Yes. And that, you know, so we've got that similarity as well. Now, do you live in the Houston area? No, we're from Central Texas. Central Texas. Yes. Hill Country? Uh, yes, we're halfway between Austin and Dallas on 35. Okay, very w- nice. Waco area? Yeah, Temple, so a little bit okay. 
south yeah. of that. Yeah. So uh, is this your first show here? No. No, she just said they yeah, started in twelve. Twenty twelve. Oh, LST okay. So was this is a, together. I got you. So this is a this is kind of a, a a yearly sabbatical for you guys. It is. Yeah. So and, and what do you have currently? That did you bring something here? Yes. Yeah, so I have my eighty six square body with me. Um, okay. It's half. Did you painted. drive it here? Yes, sir. You drove it here. Yes. Okay. And what kind of changes, modifications have you done to it? So we did you stop playing it? footsie with me. <laughs> I see it under there. Kind of uh, weird. He wants me. God. We LS swapped it together in our garage. Um, it's got the stock transmission on it, though, because I had some bad luck with the donor truck I bought. Um, so it's got a three-speed transmission. Yes. Yeah. Well, it just because me. going down the highway, the fuel economy is, is, isn't is as good until you put the overdrive in it. Yeah. So, no, it's got overdrive. Hold okay. on. It's got the 700R4. Okay. Yes. Hold that microphone a little closer to you. 704. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Um, yeah. So we did that. Uh, we bagged it. I mean, it's been stripped down to the frame rails together. He and I, it's lift this. So what this. kind of wheels are on it? It's got the rally wheels. Okay. Um, I got fat in the back, a little bit skinnier in the tire. The numbers, I'm not good with numbers. I don't remember numbers. I love how she uses life. all the terminology, though. <laughs> she lives in that world. <laughs> yeah. This is our pillow talk. This is, I mean, cars are what hold our marriage together. So... See, really? Don, <laughs> that's where you yeah, That's where you failed three times. You, you needed a wife who was into cars. And, wh- and why does he bring that up at this time? You know, As I, was having, su- back on I was having such a good time here and really enjoying myself, and then you brought that up. Okay, fine. Do you have any single friends? <laughs> I don't. They never do. He, he's asking for a friend, of course. Oh, my God. They just won't leave me alone. I, I don't understand. So it's okay. what does your Don. husband drive? Did he so, bring something or did he just ride no, with you? No, he rode with me. Um, it, was, it was so sweet. He was doing a bunch of the last-minute oil change and stuff to earn his ride. It was <laughs> to earn his ride. Uh, that's what he told me. <laughs> to have permission to ride with you. He says, I just sit pretty. Um, we just got an O, no, a 90, 80, shit. He's got a two-door Pathfinder. Okay. No, we just got. Uh, we had the 04 Silverado that was his. We gave it to our soon-to-be 18-year-old son who traded it for his 96 hard body. So it's in the family. Our son's name is Chevelle, and he already wants a Chevelle. Your son's name is Chevelle. Yes. What year model Chevelle you do you want? He wanted a Chevelle really, really he, bad. He just wants any Chevelle. Okay. Do they call him Chevy for short? We do, yes. Okay, good, good. Yes. Yeah. And all the kids want to chase him around? Yeah. So. <laughs> right. Oh, he makes the car noises. He does burnouts when he runs. And so does Don. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was doing that earlier. As yeah, a matter of fact, you missed it. Oh, man. Uh-huh, sorry. So are you actually showing the truck here? Yes. You are. Yes. Have you already Have you taken been? it through judging? Yes, I did. I usually don't get judged, but my friend did an amazing job on the roof that he painted. It's got the flaked out lowrider pattern style on oh, it. Oh, wow. Um, and it for LST, and so I was like, let me go see what she can do. Nice. I come for the fun of it. I don't come for the trophies. I come to see everybody else's awesome stuff. That's what we do. We come to look at all the uh, yes. yeah, the new ideas. I mean, all the variety you get yes. to see here. And you know, I have to tell you that I've always liked that style wheel. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. There's just something that's attractive to me about that wheel. I like it. Right on. Yeah, exactly. Nice truck too, but I like the wheels particularly. Yeah. Sorry, I just had to divert there and go that route. We, we, we've been induced into the, the into wheel the world. We 
talk to the guy from American Force. So he's got us looking at every set of wheels going by to see which ones are American Force wheels and then which ones we like. And I didn't go crazy on my wheels. And everybody's like, so what are you going to put on them? Those. I just want them powder coated to look better. And there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, You know. Uh, but you said you did go to a wider wheel in the back, yes. though they're fa- they're still stock looking. Yes. So that's that's a pretty but custom the touch, though. Rally wheels on it, yeah. Like it. There's yes. nothing wrong with that, especially when you say the word Corvette. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, he's, he's a Corvette. Guy. I'm a Corvette oh, guy. Oh, nice. Yeah. See, we just became best friends. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, uh, listen, we really appreciate you stopping by. It's a Thank pleasure you. to talk awesome. to you. So Great to talk n- to you. when you get in your truck and drive around, drive by and honk at us and let us. I'm right here, so you'll okay, see Okay, cool. Me. All right. I've got a brown and gray and pink and purple. It's all kinds of colors. We'll, let, we'll look forward to it. Thanks again. We really Thank appreciate you guys. stopping this by. This was awesome. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, Lonnie. Yes, sir. I've noticed that the, the uh, traffic has picked up in front here. Well, us. it's a little, what, 10 o'clock, 10.15. Yeah. People are uh, getting up from their late night partying and. And getting out. Starting to move. Out. Yeah, starting yeah, to move. Blood's starting to flow. Do they have these uh, kind of like parking lot? I wouldn't call them parties, but parking lot get-togethers uh, in the hotels and stuff around here? Yeah, most of your around. hotels are going to be packed with people. But they uh, PSE does a uh, trucking Thursday. So on Thursday, they all meet at a location, and they have like a like a car meet in the parking lot. And they'll do – this one is uh, – I believe it was at a bowling alley. So – They'll go in, party, drink, uh, eat, and bowl. And do they do that every Thursday or just Thursday here? Thursday before LST. LST. It's okay. A, it's it's like all the, about uh, LST. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. And there's uh, tons of shops. Some of the shops open up, uh, you know, at night after the show and stuff like that and have, like, little parties. At, uh, so did that did, that did not like start that. with the very first uh, LST. Did no, it? it just grew just like the show did. Sure. Because, I mean, that's to me, that, uh, yeah, because sooner or later, somebody's going to come along and say, you know what, why don't we just put together a little thing for the, you know, a couple of dozen people, friends of ours that are going to be showing here. And then that continues to grow and grow and grow. Yeah. Yeah. And turns out to what it is now. Yep. Um, Then I've got a connection with uh, Houston Motorsports Park and Gina Shile Knowles and the, the racing series that she's got on there. And uh, I, one of the last events that she had up there, she said, come on up. We're all going to have a little parking lot get together after the race at, at night. And so a lot of the racers got together and sit around, and, you know, have a beer and, and uh, shoot the bull and, you know, that kind of stuff. And uh, it's fun because you're away from the racetrack, and it's more of a one-on-one personal kind of get-to-know-each-other kind of a deal. Yeah, and, and decompress. It, Decompress and, and, and get get to know other people, socialize, and it was a lot of fun. I hadn't done that since uh, my Corvette Club days, oh. and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. And it was a different kind of a venue, you know, uh, with the racing thing, because mine was ma- mainly show car kind of stuff. But um, you know, each of these kind of socialization things, and that's what I would call this, because you know you come here to be with other people that have a like, like mind. mind, yeah. So why not do that? Absolutely. Very good. Well, you just need to sit down here and introduce her because you, Mike has a good tendency to bring guests over and, and just kind of throw, no, 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 throw them in front of us and say, here she is. I'm going, okay, well, who is it? <laughs> well, here she is. Okay. <laughs> this is Samantha Markham. Samantha, Hi. it's nice to meet you. And who Hi. are you with? 
Um, I'm with House of Hot Rods in Mansfield, Texas. Where is Mansfield, Texas? I've it's heard of Mansfield. It's up near Fort Worth. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, off of 287. Nice and, and close, um, nice and close. Debbie Lane. There you go. Yeah. So what did what did you bring? Um, I brought um, my 78 Thunderbird. Oh, wow. Yeah. Your 78 Thunderbird. How yeah. cool is that? Just yeah. to be different? Or are you here in support of some truck that you've brought? I mean, I'm here for me and here for my work specifically as well because I'm our social media and our photographer as well. I'm also our automo- I'm also an automotive technician and a fabricator for our shop. <laughs> so where did you, where you, did you, you learn all of that? I know, I know. Um, I started learning from my dad when I was about five. It was just, I had every excuse to be outside and wanted to hang out with him, and it was just a big deal to be out there, and it really grew my passion. I mean, it originally started when my mom got me my first Hot Wheels car when I was like two, <laughs> and then the addiction started. So in other words, they wanted you to be a boy. I mean, they didn't want me to be a boy. My mom worked in the coal mines in um, Wyoming in the 70s for Cummins. Yeah. So it's not like she raised me to think that only girls had to do certain things. Good I was for her. I but you weren't restricted for what you wanted to do. Yeah. No, I wasn't restricted. If I wanted to have Hot Wheels cars, I could have Hot Wheels Absolutely. cars. Absolutely. I, I had more sweet. Um, RC cars and more of the boys that went to school with me. So <laughs> y- you do a lot of welding as well? Uh, yeah, I've started learning welding. Um, our One of our master fabricators, Tracy Litton, he's been taking me under his wing and showing me how to do it. Him and I recently, he partnered and helped me design and build a cowl hood for my car. Um, he helped me with the design and then completely let me edit and welded it up. And it, Good for you. I was going to have it done for the show, but... Do it Our yourself. Paint department ran out of time to paint it, and but there's always next year. I want. Yeah, I still have a cowl hood on it now, so it doesn't really matter. Because the what matters to me isn't what's on the outside of the car. Because anybody can have a nice paint job and all that, but at the end of the day, I can get in my car and drive it wherever I wanted. And you know who did that? I did that. That's awesome. And you know Very who, good. Who takes care of it when it's broken? You. I take care of it when it's so broken. So you drove it down here from Mansfield. Yeah, I drove it down here. Uh, it was like 250 miles or something. Not a single problem. Absolutely flawless in every single way. But I mean, I've been spending seven years of my life building this car and daily driving it at the same time. Every time it would break, I would just fix it and I would try to upgrade a little bit. Well, in the always upgrading it. I mean, it's when I got it, it was pretty much all original, completely stock. And at this point, there's not the housing for my differential is really the only thing that's stock at this point and i mean it went from being a 400 fmx car originally and now it's a technically a 435 cubic inch but it's a 68 429 board 30 over 11 to 1 compression oh my um, god flat top pistons just i mean it's did not you build the engine crazy. yourself yes you did loads of I fun isn't help, it but i've it was mostly myself. It was basically a time crunch situation. It was my only reliable vehicle, and the engine blew up. And at the time, I was building a 557 cubic inch big block Ford for it. But when that blew up, I had to just I had to just like scrap that, buy pick, a pick complete engine worked, transmission, right? and then that ended up being a f- whole situation because seven out of eight cylinders all the wrist pins were seized up and then it was like okay now i gotta get pistons and it was like oh now i gotta do 
the heads and then it's like well if it, i'm gonna yeah, do, do that stop? i gotta do yeah. cam so i just put a little stage two rv cam nothing crazy it's got a little bit of a lope but it's got good fuel economy in town i get about 12 miles to the gallon and then highway i got 21 and a half coming down here that's not bad at that's all good. with 400 plus cubes oh yeah 11 to 1 compression and everything and it's got holly sniper fuel injection hyperspark um ignition system on it so the sniper completely controls the fuel injection it controls my fans it controls the ignition timing so i never have to take an adjusted distributor all i have to do is crack the bolt on it and it's all good and you know i mean i just got and, adjusted on and, the and thing and you know it's that's what you want for a driver all of y'all's manhood is going like that's i know, right now. I mean, I mean, she is talking starts, uh, i'm, I'm sleeping slower under the it table starts flawlessly i mean it was negative temperatures last <laughs> week and i'd go outside and start it flawlessly but i can't take all the credit for that because i didn't tune it um mad science motorsports in houston tuned it for me remotely adam lane he's an awesome dude also a veteran so props to him for serving our country and being awesome well, and, and that's quite a difference. I grew up in the carburetor era where, you know, you got to pump two times and oh, pray yeah. that it starts and the, <laughs> and the choke works. Fuel injection is just the only choice for uh, oh, yeah. today's performance I mean, cars. I lived the carb life for several years. I remember being 18 when I first got the car and had a 2150 Motorcraft two-barrel on it. Oh. And, man, that thing was a nightmare because <laughs> I'm from Upper Michigan originally. I grew up in a town called Atlantic Mine, Michigan. It's outside of Houghton, Michigan. Really small area. It's a town of less than 1,300 people people well 13,000 people so it's not a lot of people and we get a lot of snow and a lot of negative temperatures like the closest I've the coldest I've ever felt was negative 45 degrees oh gosh yeah and I mean anything past like negative 12 aren't you glad you're in Texas young lady I mean in the summer is not so much because I don't have air conditioning but you know race car yeah but you can fix that there's a place yeah. called Bendy Deer sitting right over there I mean I could do it myself but I don't want to have it I don't want to drive anything but my car I mean I've been driving that car since I was 18 years old that was when my mom when she bought me a car she wanted to get me something that would last my entire life and that I could build and it would help me grow my career and you know what? It did. That car has got me featured in Hot Rod magazine. They did an online feature on me called Women Powered Wednesday on their website. Oh, cool. I've been featured for Speed Girls. I've been featured in The Drive. And thank you guys for having me on this podcast because it's pretty cool. It's the second, third one I've done, which is awesome. But well, we're you. glad to have you on. You yeah, know, we, it's, it's, we, we want to support the uh, what's going on here at LST absolutely. and bringing, bringing the variety of people that come to the show. You being part of it. I did not. No. Hi, Lonnie. How you doing? I'm Lonnie. the one. I'm I'm half of what puts us on. Me and uh, Todd, which we call him Radar. He's the other half of the show. Well, so we started know. it in 2012, and it's turned out to be a, you know, a, a monster. A real, uh, yeah, a monster. <laughs> a, a, a chit show. Yeah, um, Justin Harrell. He's our um, one of our fabricators at our yep. shop, and he helped convince us to come down here. Good deal. I work at House of Hot Rods, and I mean, we brought some, we brought some uh, competition here Absolutely. with our 64D200 dually. It's hard to beat Lunch Wagon. Yeah. Like, at yeah, car that car, shows, have y'all, have y'all uh, seen that thing? No, you, you need to go and see it. Like everybody needs to go see that truck because. It's over there at the back of the American Forest Pavilion, right yep. outside the door. Like, as soon as you see it, there's a crowd of people, and then we got a flagpole with an American flag and an HOH on the top. You can't miss it. 
So you can go down there. We'll make and get sure some we stop buying tickets. It's a crew cab. What year is that thing? Over. It's a '64. Yeah, '64 crew cab uh, uh, dually. Yeah, crew cab dually. It was originally a logging truck in Washington. It was super beat up when they got it. It was yellow. Like if you look at the pictures of it, it's hard to believe it's the same truck. We yeah. will definitely and, um, stop by and Paul see. Paul Vaughn built it. And then we also have Chev Par, our 55, 56, 57, 58, 59 Chevy truck that's back there. It's a teal color, 426 Hemi, 727 automatic transmission. It's got exhaust cutouts, so you know, it's got the loud mode, and then it's got the quiet mode, and Mr. Tracy so Litton built that. It's your car over there with it? Yeah, the, the car is over there, so okay. it's my car, lunch wagon, then Chev Par. Okay, so we get over there need, a little bit. To go look at the dual you could kind of point it out to us and give us the, give us the tour. Okay. Thank you so yeah. much for stopping by. We appreciate no you. Problem. Okay, Thank we'll you talk to you me. again. Awesome. A time Thank now for you. this hour's car review here on the In Wheel Time program. Uh, I had a chance to drive the 21, 2021 uh, GMC Sierra 2500, or as they call it, the HD. The HD. Uh, available trim levels include the Sierra, the SLE, the SLT, the AT4, and the Denali. I had the Denali 2500 four wheel drive crew cab, three quarter ton pickup truck. And the government classifies this as a standard pickup truck. Seats up to six passengers if you get the bench seat in the front. Who does that? Exterior changes, well, it was all new in 2020. Exterior features include as big as a Greyhound bus. <laughs> Almost. That was my first comment here. A huge squared-off chrome grill on this thing. Big hood with vents. I mean, to stand in front of it, oh, my gosh, to stand in front of the thing, the hood, that thing is absolutely awesome. It's a caterpillar. Uh, it has the uh, hood is almost. <laughs> that is at, just crazy. The hood is at my head height, almost. Uh, massive wheel openings, huge retractable side view mirrors. What I liked about it, that new multi-pro tailgate, it is the bomb. And at this trim level, that comes with the multi-pro tip. Yeah, okay. Uh, it could use some retractable side steps. Or are they available? I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know how. With the long wheelbase like that, boy, I'd be afraid of high centering the thing and nah. taking the taking the steps Retractables, off. they'll pop back up underneath the chassis. Just depends on whether or not they can get them to go down. For Interior <laughs> highlights include well laid out dash with a great instrument cluster and easy to use infotainment system. Heavy duty, high quality leather throughout the cabin. A uh, huge, huge center console. I mean, it's almost like a refrigerator without the refrigeration. Uh, what I liked about it, the limo-like roominess in the rear seat. Also, uh, I did want to mention the fact that it has a stalk column shifter that seems to be dated. Column shifter. That's, yeah, that's unusual. I mean, the, well, I mean, it's an, automatic, it's an automatic transmission, but why do they still have it? on the dang column this new tahoe that i'm driving today push buttons give me that yeah well, it's all about that this came with a 6.6 liter v8 <laughs> gasoline motor and that was news to me i'll, I'll tell you i was wrong i thought 6.2 is the biggest they made but no don made me don's gotta say be a i'm wrong bigger. and it's a 6.6 good for them this has a diesel option 
The V8 gasoline motor has 401 horsepower, 464 pound-feet of torque, where the diesel has 910 pound-feet of torque. Six-speed automatic transmission in the gasoline motor. It's a 10-speed in the diesel. Tow rating for the gasoline, 18,500 pounds. Haul rating, 3760. Uh, miles per gallon is not rated because it doesn't need to be because it's a heavy duty. I got 14.4 miles per gallon over 592.1 miles, uh, which I well, drove you put some ni- miles on it. 95% highway driving. But I still ask the question, if you're going to spend that kind of money, why not get the diesel? A ride and handling, stiffer than a half ton, but still livable. What I liked about it, it's... Uh, all about the capability on these heavy duties. There is a ride quality sacrifice. Base trim price sixty four nine. Price is tested sixty nine thousand. Base model price. Believe it or not, you can get into that heavy duty Chevy uh, Sierra, GMC Sierra. Sorry, forty thousand one hundred dollars. Thank you very much. Competitors to this vehicle in base size and price. The Ford F two fifty starts at thirty seven nine ninety five. The Chevy twenty five hundred heavy duty work truck is forty thousand three hundred and forty dollars, and the Ram twenty five hundred tradesman starts at thirty nine. So they're all right there at about forty thousand dollars. So that is my review of the twenty twenty one GMC Sierra. If it seems a little loud here, it is. There's a lot of big stereo systems in a lot of these trucks, and that's what. You're hearing as they run by. Hey, I want to remind everybody that the In Wheel Time Car Show streams on Facebook, YouTube, and InWheelTime.com along with Twitch. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio, iHeart Podcast, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Amazon, and Podcast Addict. In Wheel Time Show continues from the Lone Star Throwdown out here at the Montgomery County Fairgrounds in Conroe right after this quick break. Tailpipes and Tacos is Houston's premier cruise-in, and you're invited to join in. Whether you're a cruiser or spectator, Tailpipes and Tacos is the place to enjoy made-to-order breakfast tacos, fresh coffee, and mingle with Houston's fun car people. Mark your calendar for Saturday, March 20th for Tailpipes and Tacos at the Lupi Tortilla Mexican Restaurant in Katy, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Tailpipes and Tacos is free, and everyone is invited. You'll see collector cars, hot rods, customs, magnificent originals, and resto mods, all at one location. Cars from all over Southeast Texas cruise in and show off in a friends and family event at the Loopy Tortilla Mexican Restaurant on the Grand Parkway at Kingsland Boulevard, just south of I-10 in Katy. Drag racer, car enthusiast, and Loopy founder Stan Holt brings you Houston's hottest cruise in, Tailpipes and Tacos, Saturday, March 20th, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. at Loopy's in Katy. The In Wheel Time Car Show will be there, too. Get your ride ready, and we'll see you at the Tailpipes and Tacos Saturday morning cruise in, March 20th, 8 to 11 a.m. at Loopy's in Katy, weather permitting. Is your business or company looking to stand out in a crowded advertising market? Looking to reach the real auto enthusiast? You found it. You're listening or watching In Wheel Time, and so are your fellow enthusiasts. The In Wheel Time car show now reaches half a million, and we can put together a marketing plan that will engage them in your product, business, or service. To get the tires rolling, just shoot us an email to our marketing director, Jeff Zekin. His address is jeff 
at inwheeltime.com. If you're in charge of your company's small, medium, or large business anywhere in the U.S., let the On Hold Company help you retain customers and promote your business on your telephone system. Promote special sales or company info when placed on hold. The On Hold Company provides custom on hold messages with professional male or female voices, licensed background music with no long-term contract, no monthly recurring bill, and updates your messages as needed. Call the On Hold Company at 713-223-HOLD or go to onhold.net. That's it for this podcast episode of the In Wheel Time Car Show. I'm Don Armstrong inviting you to join us for our live show every Saturday, 9.30 a.m. to noon central on Facebook, YouTube, and our inwheeltime.com website. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeart Podcast, TuneIn, Google Podcast, and Podcast Addict. Keep listening, and we'll see you soon. That's it for this podcast episode of the In Wheel Time Car Show. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our live show every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and our InWheelTime.com website. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart Podcast, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Music. Keep listening, and we'll see you soon.